A select few tradie and service-based businesses do core values right, but most make a total hash of it and don't have any written values at all. Now, if you want to create a team that are motivated and heading in the right direction, in the direction that you want them to, then core values are essential. Tune into today's podcast where we discuss why core values will make your business stand out from the crowd, if you do it right. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Alrighty team, TFJ here, Tony Fraser-Jones, the uh, host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, hanging out with my uh, good mate and sidekick, Phil Smith. G'day mate. Philly Bowl, how's it going? G'day mate, always good. Good. Yep. Good. yep. Feeling good, feeling great. Yeah. Again. You know I like to start off low, so i got somewhere to go. Bro, <laughs> just be awesome the whole time. <laughs> i got to keep some dynamics, man. Otherwise, uh... What are dynamics? What Dynamics, what you know, it goes up, it goes down. Ah, yes. It ebbs, yeah. it flows. It's like shade. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like winter and summer. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have one, the good other one's bad, no good. and yang. That's right. Yeah. If yeah. it's all good, then you don't know what good is. Yeah, if it's all no good, then, then none of it's good. It's just standard. We do actually talk a lot of rubbish at the start of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you do anyway. I do. In fact, we talk a lot of rubbish in the office, so it's kind of like, this is just <laughs> the way <laughs> we are. It fits, I guess. It does, it does. Any man, man, what are we, uh, anyway, in, in, any man way, what? Uh, yep, good. What are we talking about today? Mate, we're talking about core values, uh, which is basically, core you know, values. The, it's the guiding principles, uh, you know, that actually just guide your business activities. Um, so I know that when you're knee deep in jobs and projects and you're struggling just to keep everything going, uh, thinking about core values for your business can feel a little bit of a later thing at best. Uh, but to grow a super successful business, this stuff really counts. It's super important. So core values are important to you and your team members so that you know how to behave and interact on a day-to-day basis. It's basically how we do things around here. Yeah, what, what's acceptable and what's not. Uh, it's kind of like the, um, yeah, like you said, the guiding principles for how it all works. That's it. Yeah, uh, super important. And yeah, I'm sure you got a story to um, I have got a story that before home. I get in there. Like a lot of people, you know, if you're listening, you may not have any written core values, um, but you probably... You kind of do have core values anyway, because there are certain way things are done. So you want to make sure that this is actually uh, like proactive. You just don't leave this. I want to be clear actually on that. Everybody has values. Yeah. Um. I mean, like that's it's who you are really. Like your values are who you are, and everybody is someone. So therefore, everybody has core values within themselves. And what this is is really about getting the core values of everybody in the team. Uh, and finding that common ground. So it's like, you know, you are who you are as a person. I am who I am as a person, but who are we as a team? Uh, yeah. I think that's that's really what it's about. And there'll, there'll always be a bit of that. You know, you can't have no culture. You have yeah. our culture. But it's defining what that is because otherwise how do we reinforce it? How do we use it? How can we make it a tool? Yeah. Otherwise it's just kind of a, a abstract concept. Yeah, and, and I know for a lot of people listening, like, well, you know, I just go and do jobs and like this is kind of all a bit fruity and woo-woo and out there but um, I can tell you that the guys who are really crushing it they put effort into this stuff because it's really all about team and creating the right team culture and creating a strong team and 100% having a great team is the key to success in business totally. you want to scale up profit and more importantly you want to buy time back and have a great lifestyle you need an amazing team yeah uh, because it's crucial you know you want to be able to go on holiday and know that things are good and not spend like two weeks getting ready for the holiday and then 
two months cleaning the mess up afterwards because yeah. that ain't a holiday, right? Well, to be honest, I mean, I just want to be able to get up in the morning and know everything's going to be all good. I mean, like, go on a holiday, holiday, sure. But if we even take a step back from that, you know, without having the team, you know, doing things the right way and, you know, adhering to our core values and, and being a great team and performing, um, yeah, forget the holiday. It's like, how's today going to go? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, well, if, am if, I going to make it to 4 p.m.? And, and that's right. If every day is a, is a hellhole in your business, that ain't fun, right? That's right. And I think, honestly, like, if we, if we look back, like, I think the reason why – our business is, is good. You know, honestly, I think it's all off the back of core values. Like, this is our biggest strength, I would say. 100%. It's something we do incredibly well, and it's been instrumental for yep. everything that's happened. Totally. And I think, you know, I didn't quite know how to approach this episode of the Profitable Trading Podcast. And I think today maybe we'll just talk about what we do because um, we do this really good. Yeah. Now, I'm not afraid to say that. It's not a it's not a big-headed comment. It's literally like we, we, we owe the success to that. So, 100%. I mean, yeah, 100%. Hopefully it's valuable for everyone. Yeah. Um, story time. Story time. Story time. Nick, Sit around the campfire, guys. Nick, maybe a pseudonym, <laughs> like a made-up name, yeah. but it's definitely a real person, but I just want to drop Nick in it. Yeah. Uh, so Nick's got a, an electrical contracting business, team of 12, lots of problems with the team. Uh, very frustrated. So the comments that I've heard from Nick several times is that, hey, I've laid down the law to the to my guys, but they just don't seem to get it. I've laid the, down the law. I love that saying. It's like when I know someone's <laughs> saying that, they've probably got team problems. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so if you find yourself doing that, pause. Yeah, yeah. Please don't say I've laid the, down the law. Don't lay come down on, the come law. On. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the you know, team doesn't seem to get it. And and the problems are things like, you know, all those annoying things, not getting job cards done, uh, calling in with every small issue that you know you think that they could solve. They are qualified tradespeople, but they seem to need reassurance all the time. Are mm. uh, forgetting to test stuff before finishing jobs, you know, like checking all the lights, checking the range hood, the oven, all that. Just you know, going basic testing. Oh, I've wired it up and it's done. Good to go. Yeah, you need to test stuff, right? Because uh, otherwise, you get a call about something doesn't work, and it's another trip, and that's a pain. Mm. And and Nick was totally frustrated. Uh, he was like, "I've got three kids at home." I don't need any more at work. I mean, you know, if you're yeah. listening, you're probably like, hey, I've got enough kids at home. Some of you are like, why can't the ones at work just be grown up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we, we, there's lots of things you can do to help with this problem. Like team problems, they're not a one thing. No, nah, no. Nah. Like there, there's lots of stuff involved here. You've got people as well, like, so everyone's yeah, a bit different. So, that's it. But there's a bunch of stuff that you can do to help. We talked through, you know, a bunch of things that could help. One of them was getting core values for the team as like some guiding principles. And Nick was like, great, yeah, I've done that. Got that, tried that. I'm like, well, can you tell us how you use them? And he was like, well, what do you mean? Well, we did it, but the guys don't really take any notice of it. And I'm like, well, I wonder why. Yeah. Like, pretty much. Nick is like, oh, it's, you know, it's in the drawer. It's done. It's in the drawer. And we don't. Yeah, we stuck it on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's in the handbook. In the handbook. And that that's it. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you have tried core values and that's been your experience, it's like a, you know, one time only special, uh, that doesn't work. And we no. want to talk about how to actually use them today because when you do, it's it's super, super powerful. Yeah, and I think, like, if you think back, because, I mean, most people have been an employee at some point. I mean, you're probably an employer now, but you've probably been an employee and you've probably had this experience, right? You turned up on day one, they said, here's the core values, you read it in their handbook, you saw it on the wall, and you never 
heard about it again. You could probably not name one of the core values that you apparently lived by uh, way back then. And I think this is where you just got to be real honest. Ask yourself, have you done the same thing to your team? <laughs> you know, like, sure, you might you might have core values, but do you really use these? Like, do the guys even know them? And often people will say to me, oh, I've got core values. I'm like, cool, if I went up to any of your guys and said, hey, what are the core values? Could they tell me? Uh, and if the answer is no, then you don't actually have core values. You just wrote some stuff down one time. Yeah, it's it's not the same thing. And, uh, yeah, I'll be straight up, like, if you have done some core values and written them, I mean, that's better than... Yeah, you made a start. start. It's a start. And, you know, we actually prepare these podcasts. I may, I know it may not seem like it sometimes uh, that we're just making shit up on the fly. Well, there's usually uh, bullet, that bullet, well. bullet points that yeah, get thrown bullet out. Bullet points yeah. that we should talk about. But yeah. I found it really difficult to figure out. You know, what was the best way to approach, approach this topic? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I think it's like, well, how do you actually use core values? And that's what I really want to hit on today, mm-hmm. because then if you're listening, you can understand why they're actually important. Yeah. Uh, and then we can maybe at another, another time talk about well. How do we actually make them? Because that's another whole another yeah, whole kettle of fish. Kettle of fish. That's right. Uh, but if you don't understand why it's important, then there's not really much point. Yeah. So if we don't have core values in place, uh, we'll run into some problems, right? Yeah. I think the first thing is that your team don't really understand what is acceptable behaviour or what what you know how we roll around here. That's that's a big thing. Yep. Uh, second thing is your business is vanilla. Ugh. So vanilla is like it's just like yeah, it's the same as everyone else. It yep. doesn't stand out from the crowd, both yep. for your clients, but for me, more importantly, for your employees and potential employees. Yeah, prospective employees. This is huge. It's massive. And our members in our Million Dollar Trading Program who are great at team, they live core values. You know, They're on their website. They talk about their values in their social media. They weave them into the interview process. And, uh, you know, potential employees are like, the, the good ones are like, wow, I've never seen that before. Like, mm. you guys really... You know, you dig this stuff, you're into it. Yeah. Uh, it's like they've landed on the mothership. This is like, you know, yeah. I've, 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 I've arrived home. This well, is if we haven't defined me. it and we haven't defined our culture, then how can I fit with the culture? And a big thing with your team for performance and for retention of staff, all that, you know, it's all about feeling of belonging. But how can I feel like I belong if I don't know what the hell I belong to? Yeah, it's yeah. just like every other business that yeah. you, you rock up and you maybe have some beers and barbecues occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I can't belong to I give you my time for your money. There's, that's not a feeling of belonging. There's, no. That's a feeling of you own me. I, I don't well, want and that. It's, yeah, it's very sort of one-dimensional and transactional, yeah. which is easy come, easy go, right? That's it. Which is not what we want in the employment relationship. Totally. But if we get this right, big upside. Team knows what's accepted. Uh, your business can stand up from the crowd. Uh, and they know what's acceptable as well. I think that's that's important. So you've got like the, um, the guardrails or the guide rails there that you can point people to uh, you know, maybe when they're going off track as well. Yeah, 100%. And it actually allows people to play harder. Um, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I mean, like, if you think about, you know, imagine a little a little bridge over a stream in a country road. Uh, now, if there's no guardrails on that bridge, you know, like none at all, it's just a, just a platform, uh, I'm going to slow right down going across that bridge because, honestly, like, you're worried, right? Like, you're like, oh, I don't know how fast I should go across this, so just be careful, make sure I don't drive off the edge. Now, imagine that same bridge, but it has guardrails on it, like nice, big, strong guardrails. It's the same width, but I'll gun that at 100 k's an hour um, you know, on a country road and just go straight across. Uh, it just gives you that feeling of certainty, like I know I can't go wrong, and therefore I can play harder, I can move faster, I can take more initiative, because I know where the rails are, I know what my, you know, my acceptable, non-acceptable behaviours are, so I can go as hard as I want within those parameters. 
And I think that's the thing is this will actually allow your team to you know to work harder and, and play full out when they know what the boundaries are. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Should we talk about how we do this? Yeah. Like I, I think the best way to do this today is why don't we just talk about what we do because I think this is a superpower that we have. Yeah. And something we definitely share with uh with our members as well. And and when they pick this up, this is you know, this is amazing for their teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we start with with our core values? Yeah. So we have we have five core values, uh, and. Uh, really simple. Uh, yeah. So one is learning. Uh, next one is great experiences. Third one is honesty and integrity. The fourth one is results driven, and the fifth one is world class. Uh, and this is the thing with values. Like if you just have those words, it can be a bit difficult for people to figure out what they actually mean. Yeah, they're just buzzwords. Yeah, they're buzzwords, and they probably mean different things to different people. So what we've done, and I think this is super helpful, is we've actually gone through and described in some detail what they actually mean. Mm. Uh, so maybe we'll pick apart learning. Like that's a really good one yep. uh, for us. So you now we're a business coaching business and we coach uh, trade businesses, plumbers, electricians, painters, glazers, tilers, landscapers, all that's not builders. Yeah, uh, Love the builders, but uh, you know, you're slightly different and special and <laughs> have some other needs, which um, some other people are better at helping it. Yeah. So we need to be great at learning because basically our job is to teach people stuff. Yeah. Uh, so for us, learning means three things. It means uh, we independently research and learn marketing, uh, personal development, and business development strategies as people. Yeah. It means that we love to do that. Yeah. So it's just something we do because we like it. It's not something we do because we have to. Mm. Uh, so people who love working here at Profitable Trading just do this stuff. Yeah, well, we listen to podcasts, we read yep. books, we're on Audible, we're on YouTube. Like, we're always learning stuff, you know, yep. business stuff and, you know, personal development stuff. Yeah, often health stuff as well. Yeah. On, honestly, sometimes I just want to learn about random stuff even. Uh, you know, I might learn some some physics stuff. I actually yeah. uh, studied physics and biology in, <laughs> at uni, and uh, I still enjoy learning some of that sort of thing. So. Yeah, so we, we are people who have a, a real desire to learn stuff. So that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, every team member brings learnings to the table that improve the business performance. Yep. Uh, and so that actually plays out in how we run the business. So when we have a, a team meeting or meetings, each team member is expected to bring a learning that week to the table that they share with the rest of the team. Yeah, and if you don't bring one, you're out of the meeting. Simple as that. Yeah, and you look like a right clown. Yeah. Because like you're not upholding the values. So hang or on, man. We, we're learners around here. Like, did you not do any learning this week? <laughs> yeah, you have to do learning. Yeah. Uh, and if they bring a week learning, it's like, huh? Yeah, so you didn't try, man. You yeah. Googled that, right? You, you Googled that like two minutes before this meeting. Yeah. Not acceptable behavior. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the third thing is we understand that to be great coaches, we you know, have to be committed learners. So that's what I talked about at the start. We walk the talk. That's it. So that's what the value of learning means at Profitable Trading. Now, you know, if you're running um, a plumbing or electrical or some other business, maybe learning's not a value for you. And that's, that's fine. Maybe mm. it is. Yeah. And I think, um, like, this goes for all of our core values, right? Yeah. Like, if you look at honesty and integrity. Let's talk about honesty and integrity. I want to go to that one because, honestly, I've... Well, honestly, honestly. And with integrity. And with integrity. I I think, honestly, when I see people's core values, I've never seen a list of core values that doesn't have honesty and integrity on it. But I think the fact is lots of people say that and no one actually does it. Um, or they just don't really know what it means. And so for us, I think we're very clear about what this means. I don't need to know your life story. I don't need to know what you have for breakfast, and you don't need to tell me every little thing you ever did. It's not about that. What honesty and integrity means to us is that we have the hard conversations you know, when they're needed with the person to their face at the time. If something doesn't sit right with you, you bring it up. 
There's no you know undercurrents. There's no backwater conversations. There's nothing like that. And if anyone ever came up and you know said, like if you came to me and said, "Hey Phil, I'm not sure about how Nephi did blah blah," uh, the response would be the same from any team member. Are you going to tell him or am I? Uh, you know we don't have that kind you of stuff. You know Nephi's just back. sitting over there. Well, he can't actually hear me. So uh, the fact is, is like we don't have those kind of conversations you wouldn't have to someone's face. We just have them to their face. And that way we have incredible trust within the team because everybody knows that what you see is what you get. I don't have to worry about what I think you might be feeling or thinking because you'll tell me. The other big thing here is that we want everybody's uh, you know, commitment to every discussion. So if we're having a discussion and we're coming up with ideas and we're you know, deciding a plan of action and you're sitting there and you think you might know something that could be helpful, you say it. You come forward with it. You don't just hold on to it. There's no hierarchy around that because we understand that when we get all of the opinions on the table, uh, you know, we're going to make better decisions anyway. So I think like you know, there's there's a bunch of points that go under each one yeah. of our of our values. I want to talk, but this is the kind of stuff it means to yeah. us. I want to talk more about that honesty and integrity one. Just I think it really help if you're listening to get an idea of you know wh- how you can actually make this value that you have real. Mm. Uh, so Phil touched on it. There's four points under honesty and integrity, yeah. uh, and the first one is we tell the truth even when it feels uncomfortable to do so. So that's it. Touched on that. Uh, we raise issues or concerns which may be frustrating us even when it feels uncomfortable. Keeping quiet about annoying issues lacks courage and damages the team long term. Totally. We own up to our mistakes and we take full responsibility. No ducking for cover. Yep. So we look to ourselves before pointing the finger at another person or process. That's it. So how good would that be? You know, that's a great value to have in any business. You know, when one of your key tradies is like, Oh well, you know, the apprentice did this. Or oh, it was the you know, it was the the plumber who messed this up or the builder didn't do this. It's like, Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, that and I think this is this is a crucial point, Tony. Because again, if I'm you know holding you accountable to something that I've noticed has happened on your job, and you say, "Well, you know, the apprentice," I'll stop you right there and say, "Before you carry on, just remember honesty and integrity." And you'll say, "Yeah," and I say, "Remember, in the subtext, we've said, you know, that you'll always look to yourself before pointing the finger at others. So before you go and tell me anything that anyone else did, why don't you reflect on what you could have done differently?" Yeah. And at that point, this is not a question of what happened on the job. It's a question of, are you upholding the values right now? Um, and I think that that really reframes the whole situation. And, and it creates a lot more initiative and a lot more ownership from your staff. 100%. Uh, and the last thing is we do what we say we'll do, which is like, you know, pretty yeah. simple. But So I think that's, you know, having it really clearly spelled out, what are the maybe three or four points that that actually means for your business is, is massive. Yeah. A quick thing I also want to say is, guys, like, don't have too many values. Like, we got five. I think five is a decent number. It's enough, though. Like, if you've got 10 core values, the hard thing, no one's going to remember all that. And at that point, you can't enforce them. It's too much. It's a laundry list. It's, it's like, hey, here's every good quality I've ever heard of, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, stick three to five, I think, is a good number. Yep. Um, you know, if you've got a larger team, uh, you know, and they're pretty emotionally aware, five's good. Um, if you're new to this, like, three's fine, you know? Um, but have them three core things that are really important to the way you run the business. Yes. Well, and a great thing, actually, if you are new, uh, maybe it's only you and another person or pretty small, do them now because you can define them totally. Uh, yeah. You know, when you've got a team of 25 or 50 and you're trying to do it, it's a whole other kettle oh, of fish. Well, we're not going to get into today because well, that's that's a whole thing. But And this leads me to the next point is that this is really, really important in the hiring process. So if you are newer to it or your business is a bit smaller, do it now because then you can use this in your hiring process moving forward. And then when you're hiring people, you're hiring one of us, not hiring someone with completely different misaligned values and then trying to squeeze that square peg into the round hole. You know, if we're clear about what one of us looks like, 
then it's really easy to uh, determine whether your potential employees are one of us. But more than that, it's really easy to attract people like you. Bingo. Because you can make it obvious that, hey, this is who we are. And people will be drawn to you like moths to a flame. Because if that's who they are, they'll be like, wow, this is this is where I belong. This is where yeah. I want to be. And this is what uh, has worked incredibly well for us in the hiring process. Now, we talk about the values. I think it's three times during the process. So we've got a um, we've got three different interview steps. There's eleven steps in our hiring process. Three of them are interviews, and in all three of them, you'll have uh, somebody <laughs> explain the values in detail to you and uh, and ask you some some questions probing into how you actually fit with those. Not to mention, it's very clearly spelled out all through our job ads. So when people apply, actually, their initial um, application, their cover letter, often. I'd say 90% of them say, wow, I can't believe the core values. I'm really, really excited yeah, to be part of this organisation. I vibe with that. I really vibe with that. Like, wow, when you talked about this, when you talked about that. like, And so the thing is, they're fizzing about being part of our culture when they come into that process. We mention it and mention it and mention it again. So when you get to the end of the process and we offer a job, um, that person, like, you can't have missed it. And we're very clear about, hey, if, if you vibe with this, that's awesome. You're going to love it here you'll be one of us. If any of this doesn't sit well with you, you need to say that now because we really do live this and if you don't like it, you're going to hate this and honestly, we're not going to like you much either. Yeah. We talk about this thing called fit, you know, fitting the values and like an example there, and this might get a little bit politically incorrect, but you know, I don't care because that stuff's bollocks, <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is around um, great experiences. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we have fun, laugh, and really enjoy our work. That's one of the things we write under great experiences. Mm. And I'm going to be honest, we have a lot of banter here. Yep. Uh, you know, sometimes it gets a little bit off color. It makes my ears curl sometimes. I'm like, no, it doesn't. You're at the heart of that all is of not it. true. I'm <laughs> subtle with banter. <laughs> you guys take it to the gutter. Oh, man. Spend a day in this office and you'll, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Nephi's nodding. He says, Tony's very subtle. No, he's, he's nodding uh, at me. <laughs> no, he's not. Come on. Come on. <laughs> all right. Uh, but but we we know we have some we have a lot of fun and and, and there's a lot of BS talk. Yeah, now, if we you tell, don't, we tell jokes, yeah. you know, we have a laugh. Yeah, and so during the hiring process, when we're interviewing people, we tell jokes and we behave the same way as we do at work, so they get a taste for it. And we ask them, you know, do you enjoy banter? You know, what what is banter to you? So because some people they just are not wired that way, and and we've made mistakes in the past mm. where we've hired people who've just like found that they just were kind of awkward with that stuff they just yeah they didn't like it they didn't like it or they just wasn't them which is fine there's no judgment in that it's not one's right or one's wrong and there's places and times for banter mm. you know? but the fact is it's, it's who it's, we are it's who we are it's who we are and the fact is it means that everyone we hire because we're very obvious about this through the hiring process it means that people that end up getting hired i mean we've had people through the hiring process that have actually said Hey, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not against it. It's just not me. I don't, like, I don't do that very well, and and I don't think, I don't think I'd fit that well. And it's, it's just liberating because it means, oh, let's not even go down this track then, because, like, we we display it in the interview process. Um, but I mean, it's probably even more than that in real life because it's hard to bottle that into one or two interviews, yeah, right? Hundred percent. And so, if you're not going to enjoy it, it's like, man, you're not going to enjoy working here at all. And I think it's a huge part of of our success with having a great cohesive team, having great experiences, which is the whole value. It's actually been a huge part of our um of our program as well because it's given it a lot of personality, like the way we are with clients, yep. you know, because we can be ourselves. Uh, I think one of the big things with great experiences for me, one of this this is big thing for me is that I've never ever worked somebody somewhere before where I haven't had a work self and a personal self. Yeah. 
Um, whereas, you know, we're very clear about who we are at home. You don't have a work self at PT. You know, you just yourself all the time. Just be exactly who you are. Tell the same jokes you'd always tell. You know, have the same laughs you'd always have. You don't need to. You don't need to put on that that fake corporate face. We don't want to see it. No one wants to see it. Our clients don't want oh, to see it. It's not who we are. I've worked in a corporate job way back, like twenty years ago, like long time ago. Yeah. And it was like a straitjacket. Yeah. And, and I decided that I had to do my own thing. I had to create my own business where I could create a culture that I liked. Yeah. You know that that I found fun. Yeah. Uh, and the great thing about all of us listening, we're business owners. We can do that. Like yeah. we can. You know, as long as you're not a complete clown, yeah, yeah. Um, you can create it how you want well, and I do it to suit. A bunch of the coaches we've hired that have come in in their interviews and they're wearing you know suit tie all that kind of thing, and, and so, they've said, "Hey, I've noticed you guys don't wear that stuff," and we're like, "Nah, never." Yeah, and that they're like, "Do I do I have to wear a tie?" And it's like, "Nah, bro, throw that in the bin." Yeah, we'd rather <laughs> you didn't. That's not who we are. So, so I think I think the key is it's it's about living that, you know, yeah. and, and making it obvious so that people can either realize they're a fit or realize they're not. And it helps you to get the right people in your team. So rather than having to impress the core values upon them, they actually fit in the first place. And it's just a lot easier, right? Yeah. And if you're listening, it's like, well, how do I actually use the core values in the interview process? Well, here's an example. I talked about the learning core value we have. And so we ask the people, oh, so what's something you've learned? Something you've taught yourself recently. Yeah. Now, if they say something really kind of like vague and general, oh, I read a blog about blah, 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 blah. Oh, I, I read a Facebook post about yeah. time management. Yeah, I'm like, like, all right. Oh, so who wrote right. that? Oh, I can't remember. It's like, well, eh, my, eh. my favorite is I've, you know, I've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. What else have you read? And they're like, oh, oh, oh a few books. I'm like, you don't read, mate. Yeah. Like, you know, like we, like we read, yeah. You know, all so the time. 50, 100 books a year each. <laughs> well, you do. You're well, crazy. <laughs> um, which is good, by the way. Something yeah. I love about you, mate. Oh. Anyway, but you're still one, crazy. But for one other question reasons. actually that I really like on the values that, that we hit in the interview process is that we, we, you know, we go through them and then we say, cool, so which one do you vibe with the most? And they'll, they'll latch onto one and that's really good because you want to know um, and they'll, they'll really tell you how that fits and say, and which one do you vibe with the least? And they'll usually try to give you a cookie cutter answer, you know, like, oh, no, they're all great. I love them. But I'm like, yeah, cool. If you had to pick one, which one's the least? Oh, well, you know, maybe world class just because, you know, like I suppose sometimes I'll, you know, I'll rush through something. If I'm working to a deadline, then, you know, I'll, I'll just try to get it good enough. And, and you know, this is a really telling thing because remember, they're in an interview. Uh, they're making themselves sound good. So <laughs> whatever they're telling you there, I mean, there might be more to it. And then, you know, we can talk about yeah. that. But uh, it's important. With uh, um, just before you interrupted me, mate. Um, if you interrupt my interruption, yeah, interrupt your interruption. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, with that learning one, you know, if they, when we ask them that, if they talk about someone that we know, mm. we know that's a winner. We know, like that, you know, they've listened or read something from ClickFunnels or Russell Brunson or yeah, you know, Steve Covey. You read, Covey yeah, you read or, Jim Collins. You all read, those you know, sort of books that, that are, yeah. you know, the stuff that we we know that they're like. This is the mothership for them. It's yeah, really simple. And it. so the, the thing is, well, what questions can you ask in your business that you know make sure? Well, it's interesting, actually. All the best coaches that we've we've employed, when we've asked that question, it's gone on a five-minute five tangent yeah, talking that's right. about your favourite books and yeah, you know, yeah. what you got out of them and you know this book versus that book, this author versus that author. And, and it, it's funny, you can tell the ones that really do this, um, that simple question opens up a whole line of chat. They they open up. They light yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. You talk about great experiences. You talk about banter, and then they start talking about you know different different topics, and you know a bit bunch of banter starts. Yeah. Whereas if that doesn't happen, if they just go, yeah, I'm cool with that, you're like, really? Because someone that's really into banter would be would be doing it right now. That's you right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> 
So so definitely the hiring process. We do it in our team meetings. So you know we we do an appreciation mm. uh, where we have to uh, show an appreciation for one of the team members. Uh, yeah. And when we do that, we say uh, we show that appreciation because of this value. Yeah. Uh, so you know it might be um, uh, maybe Phil's done something you know gone above and above and beyond the call of duty, and uh, so like Phil really appreciate it when you did this. Uh, I love that man. That was results driven because you really wanted to make sure that the clients had an amazing experience and you know got a great result. And so yeah. we tie it to the values. So we're always reinforcing the values yeah. uh, in the in the team meeting structures. And this is important because it means in order to do that, like each team member has to you know call an appreciation of another team member, link it to a value, which means if each team member needs to know the values inside out or they won't be able to complete that task. So it really does reinforce it. Plus, you know, it's just a great thing to do to be acknowledged and reinforce the fact that it's good to be upholding the values. So it's yeah. it's a it's a simple exercise, yeah. but it has, you know, quite profound, a profound uh, effect. Impact. Yeah. Um and and the other thing is it's regular, you know, it's every single week. So the thing is, you know, values don't get brought up once every six months in a alignment day or something like that. Like this happens every single week. It's important to be regular, Phil. That's it. Should we talk about performance issues? I want I want to yeah. touch on this. Um, I feel like you want to talk about this. I do. I think the big thing. I reckon is, you should do that. This is one of my favorite places to use the values um, because I think when we talk about performance issues and we have difficult conversations with staff, a lot of the time we try to talk about the circumstance. What happened in this instance? You know, like oh, there was an overrun on the job. What happened here? Oh, it's the apprentice. Is this? Is that? Blah blah. Or you might say, hey, you know, I've noticed you've been coming to work late. Um, you know, pretty regularly. And you've got to have this difficult conversation. But the thing is, is when I talk about the difficult conversation in the context of what's happened in this circumstance, it becomes about this circumstance. Problem with that is that the person will always have reasons why they did what they did. And they'll feel justified in those reasons. Even if they know it's not really the thing to say, they will feel justified. Or otherwise they wouldn't have done things that way. So the hard thing with that is that if we talk about this circumstance, I'm going to push what I want to push, we'll have a difficult conversation, but you don't really buy into it, and that's why values is going to change that whole game because if instead of talking about the circumstance, I talk about how your actions didn't fit the values, now it's whether or not you're playing by the rules of the team, not whether or not you did the right thing this one time. And so, for example, you've been turning up you know, late relatively often, you know, if it was within our context, I mean, I could call that to any one of the values. This is not great experiences because you're making things really difficult for the rest of the team in this way, this way, this way when you're not there. You know, this is not world class. World class people are going to turn up on time and they understand that when I'm five minutes early, I'm already 10 minutes late. Um, you know, like this is not results driven. We've got stuff that we need to do right from the, you know, the kickoff the of the day. Yeah. So if you're five, 10 minutes late, you know, you're not getting the same results as you could have been getting. But the point is, is if we pull this back to the values, then it becomes about, hey, this is who we are as a team. You're supposed to be part of this team. Like, man, you belong. So why are you, you know, why are you not playing within the rules? Uh, and then people will always uh, soften a bit to that because they want to be part of the team. They want to belong. So they'll be like, ah, oh, man, damn, I'm letting the team down. Rather than, oh, well, actually, I made this decision for a reason. Or um, dad's just telling me off again. Or yeah, mum's or I'm just, just telling me off, told again. off for the yeah. sake of it. So it really just flips the script on that whole that whole situation and and it makes it about you know whether or not you're upholding our team uh, initiatives and whether or not you're being part of the team and playing within the team's rules rather than you know I'm telling you off for this one yeah, time and and it's incredibly powerful and it's like almost like positive peer pressure yeah uh, you know kids at school get the negative peer pressure but this is like using the peer group to actually 
you know, moderate and manage the behaviour. Yeah, hundred percent. Amazing. So that's uh, that's super juicy, man. I think the almost extension of that, or another part of that, is we actually include our values in our performance review process. Yeah. So in the in the template that we have for our you know a six monthly reviews, and if you're not doing reviews with your team. Please start. Please start. You yeah. need to do that. You know, at least every six months. Uh, yeah. it's very important to give them some love and some feedback and have a discussion about uh, where they're heading. Yeah. Uh, but we have the five values, and we grade we grade people. I think one to five. Yep. On, on each on, value. On each value. One being you're absolutely terrible at this, yeah. and five, five is you're crushing you know, your exemplary. Yep. Yeah. And we have um, uh, some of our members. They they do that as well, and they actually get the team members to vote on how the people are upholding the value. So they may have 10 people on the team and, you you know, that's nine people voting mm. on how you uphold each value and they get an average score. Yeah. Very, very powerful way of, you know, getting that positive peer pressure happening. So include it in your, in your, review, your review processes as well. Well, it's huge. I mean, like, if you're upholding the values, like, then if you're doing all of that really well, you should be actually pretty high-functioning team member. Um, and if you can uphold the values really well and, and be useless uh, somehow... Then maybe maybe the values need work. Yeah, the values are. Not um, so good. But you know there is that scale that I think uh, you know you see a lot, which is if you look at performance on on the one axis and you look at um, you know values fit on the other axis. Obviously, low performance, low values fit. Get rid of that person immediately because they're they're bloody yeah. useless. Uh, high performance, <coughs> high values fit. I mean, golden handcuffs to that yeah. person. That's the that's the best. But here's where it gets interesting. If your high performance, low values fit, that person needs to go. Yeah. Right? Because sure they might be getting good results, but they are ruining your business. They're toxic and they're destroying Absolutely the toxic. culture. And they're gonna like lead to the low performance of everyone else. And here's the well, other one. Other people will leave. Well they yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Um, and then the other one is, you know, high values fit, uh, lower performance, then you don't necessarily get rid of them. The thing I'd be asking is, um, have I given them everything they need to succeed? Because if they're really that much of a values fit but they're not performing Maybe there's a skill gap I, I didn't see, or maybe they're in the wrong seat. Wrong seat, you know, different like job, different perhaps. job, different maybe role, be different type of work, else. whatever. Yeah, I mean, I can think of a um, a landscaping client who had a very long-standing employee who they made an operations manager. Mm. Great values fit, really struggled with that role. Yep. Uh, switched them to the estimator role, crushing it. Yeah, awesome. Classic example. It's just a different skill set. Different somebody skill who's set. better at. Yeah. So I think the thing is, someone who's a great values fit, I, I'd be looking at. Well, if they're not performing, then you know, where's the gap? But if they're a bad values fit, I don't care how they perform. You're out, mate. Yeah. You not know, toxic. Bad apple's going to ruin the bunch. 100%, so see you 100%, later. Yeah. So I think the key thing is that the core values they define the DNA or, or the culture of the business. Yep. And uh, I think you know what we try to do today is just talk about how you use them, and I think that is, it's incredibly powerful. Uh, yeah. It's definitely one of the key. Well, it's the key thing I think that made has made our business work well and, and be a great place to work. Totally. Uh, and, and for a bunch of our clients as well, are really you know biting into this stuff. Yeah, totally. No, it's huge. So get amongst it, guys, and uh, let's land this plane. Yeah, sure. Core values are a powerful tool to get your team all pulling in the same direction. But you know your values have to be alive. They have to be visible in your business to really make them work. That's so that's, that's the key to it. Thanks, uh, Heats, for listening, team, and we'll catch you all again uh, next time. See you later. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trady, and it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.